0: You are listening to the Teleperformance podcast on Spotify.
1: Hi everyone. This is Mantha Rodriguez. I am so excited to be here with you today um, and speaking to Professor Milliken and Fabio Luis. Um, I run Banking and Financial Services here at Teleperformance. Today, I have the privilege to moderate a conversation that's so relevant to all of us to the paradigm change of what's happening after the pandemic at work at home. and how people work in the future. Welcome, Professor Milliken. Welcome, Fabian, to the conversation and excited and humbled to have you here today. Would you like to introduce yourselves?
0: Hi, everyone, I'm Professor Milliken. I'm a professor at uh, the Stern School of Business at NYU and I'm studying the transition to remote work.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Jago global head of work at home solution at formas and I'm having the pleasure to drive the shift from office to remote. And I'm responsible to create a very strong solution to support our customer experience, business working from remote. Hello, everyone.
1: Thank you. So I'm gonna jump right in. And obviously everyone, we have so many participants that have joined this session. Everybody's curious and there's no right answer. The exciting part is you guys are the leaders and and, and a multitude of others of creating a new workplace for ourselves and the future um, individuals such as my kids that are out there. So I'll jump right in with a question that's been pulsed and a lot of us have in mind. What has been the impact of the pandemic on employee preference for location? And what does the data show, right? We have obviously this hypothesis of what it really looks like. But what is the data state? And perhaps, Fabio, I can start with you on that
2: one. Well, that's a very good question for starting this discussion. I will not only refer to the pandemic, but also to the extended period we have been working from home. If you think Manta, it passed already two years and a half, not only one month, three months, in fact, two years and a half. And what does it mean, uh, in my opinion, that the town today knows exactly what to expect work from home? If you think back two years and a half ago, we moved people that were working mainly in the office five days per week, and we asked them to move to to work in a... Uh, people didn't have a proper home office setup, clear guidance about what does it really mean to work at home, and in some situations, not even comfortable to turn on the camera as we are doing right now in this conversation. And obviously, people were concerned with their social lives. We all remember the times we were uh, in our houses, locked with, with a lot of uh, people and our families working from home, and we were not really uh in some cases dealing with the fact of working from home today is completely different people is comfortable to work from home Uh, and and to be honest with you, Manta, complementary to the pandemic a lot of things changed over the last 12 18 months we cannot deny that today we live in a very uh unpredictable environment to be honest we have uh, a lot of external factors that also augment the appetite for people to work from home If you think on the increase of prices in terms of oil, gas, housing, food, it means opportunity to save money for the people. Second, if you think how many days you used to commute to the office, let's assume you used to commute 300 times per year to the office. And daily, you were investing one hour in commuting. Let's assume only one hour. About 12 days per year that we were investing just in commuting. What about having 12 extra holidays per year? Uh, this is definitely uh, amazing. Uh, but coming to your question, uh, for the second year in a row, we have conducted a survey in teleperformance where we, were, where we asked our employees what is their preferred location to work? Is it remote or is it office? And I tell you, the survey had 128,000 answers and more than 40 countries. And the data show that 74% of the respondents said they prefer to work. Exclusively from home, full time from home, and only 10% of the people prefer to work from the office. That last, like, there is also a very exciting fact around these analytics. When we compare the data versus the 2021 results, this year we had only 10% of the people preferring to work from the office. Last year we had 22% of the people preferring to work from the office. So for me, this is definitely clear that the post-pandemic will be uh, more flexible, more remote, and the employees have already turned the page to a new shutter. I have no doubt about that.
1: Wow, you know, the statistics, I, those are eye-opening. I know focus group of one of myself and my husband, he was one that liked to go to the office. Maybe he didn't like to hang out with me, kidding. but. You know, now there's been a paradigm shift as well in his mindset of productivity to your point and where he himself has said, I'm so much more productive uh, at, you know, at home and he's appreciating that. I'm gonna turn it over to Professor Milliken. What have you seen professor as results you know, in your research, uh, you were an SME in this space and of course conducting quite a bit of your own research and surveys. And I'd love to get your insight on this front.
0: Thank you, Mumta. Um, actually, the results I've seen are very similar to Fabio's. Um, in one study we did, we found that about 85 to 90% of our respondents indicated they want to continue to work remotely. Um, in another study we did, um, 94% of our respondents uh, said that if they were given the choice, they would prefer to work remotely next year. Um, and, uh, of them said that they were extremely likely to prefer to work remotely. And anyone who's done survey research uh, knows that to get um, 74% of respondents to say they're extremely likely to do anything um, is very rare. So they were all checking the top um, point on the scale, indicating that they were really very enthusiastic about working remotely. I would also note that our data suggests that women seem to wanna work remotely more than men. Mm -hmm. Um, and that women see the opportunity to work remotely as indicative of an organization um, that is more favorable towards diversity and inclusion. Um, So for them, remote work signals something about an organization being sympathetic um, to issues around uh, diversity and inclusion, and of course, there are a lot of concerns uh, with uh, having everyone work remotely, including you know making sure that newcomers to the organization understand the culture of the organization and um, that young people, you know, have a chance to socialize in some way uh, with their with their coworkers. So um, those are a couple of concerns that we should be thinking about
1: that's that's a fair point. You know, there's so many pros and cons of you know working at home. I personally love it. I'm home right now. Um, and you know, to your point, but we have a a journey ahead of also how do companies, and this is my next question for both of you is, given the the data and the dynamics and the desire by the employee base, after two years, have organizations made the necessary adjustments to create that remote? robust organizational environment and culture that's needed in the future state. And Professor Milliken, maybe I'll start with you because you were on that train of thought and I'll hand it over to Fabio after that.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna answer this question and then turn it right over to Fabio. And then if you wanna come back to me, um, I'm happy to do that. I will say, I think this is a hard question to answer um, because we've only really had two years of working remotely um, I'm not sure that we fully know what all the best practices are for managing a remote workforce, and after all, we had decades of managing people in an office, and it's not clear that we did that so well, even after decades of learning um, about managing offices. So I think we're at the beginning of a learning curve. I think most companies mm-hmm. um, are at the beginning of a learning curve on some of these issues, and I my sense is that. Teleperformance is probably out ahead on that learning curve and has a lot um, a, a lot of lessons for other companies. So I turn it over
1: to Fabio now to respond to that.
2: Thanks for that. What questions do you
1: have? And uh, Fabio, before, before you respond, I'd love for you to also, in your response, think about some best practices that you've seen, and it could be also even at teleperformance as Professor Milliken alluded to, but of course you're you're SME internally looking across a multitude of fronts, and I'd love your thoughts on that as well.
2: No, for sure, I can add a few practices, and thanks Professor Milliken to acknowledge teleperformance is really uh, leading and ahead of the curve um, really great to receive this from you uh, and the way i see it to be honest um, there is still some level of clarity about how much companies uh, will adopt uh, work at home in the future to be honest uh, i see statistics coming and rolling out every day and they will certainly come uh, in the next months. and now with the re-entry we growing news about return to the office and uh, see management trying to understand what could be the best setup for their organizations a lot of things are, are still changing i see it. um professor Milliken can mention something very important uh, that is uh, the new generations are the ones that are not really keen on working from home they need to develop their social lives uh, the z generation is already the last largest generation uh, we have uh, in the market more than 30% Although there are some other factors like uh, we know very well metaverse is going to change and we cannot deny the way we communicate in the virtual environment. Uh, companies need for on the other side to embrace uh, sustainability practices. And companies have been acknowledging that diversity is important. A lot of things are also changing if we look at the news. Uh, two months ago, the Dutch parliament approved uh, a legislation that uh, approved work at home as legal rights for the employer and all this pandemic uh, we still are in, the inflection. So there are a lot of uncertainty, uh, this is to say to you, that as more uh, companies take their decision to stay remote and how much uh, portion of their employees will stay remote, as more they will invest in creating a very strong uh, remote solution for their employees and for their clients. I saw a very good practice over the last 12 months, to be honest, and, um, and to be honest, um, security for me is the key topic when we work from home and is my top advice for all companies that really want to stay involved, well, that is protect their employees and their clients. And second, invest in understanding their employees. Make sure employees are connected, They're having a strong collaborative setup. We have been uh, denying some reasons the fact that people is working from home and is basically staying at home. And we are not really providing the tools for them to get connected, talk with their managers, create the proper uh, touch points with the employees. So this will be my second top advice. Create a very strong uh, engagement uh, program within your organization. And at last, uh, understand that working from home is not sending people to work at home. There is a set of processes and the framework that support the work at home. And I still see companies need to invest more in creating a robust framework, a standard way of working from home um, in different uh, verticals. So this will be my top three advice, uh, for any organization that wants to keep uh, some portion of their employees working from home.
1: I appreciate that. And I think this is a good segue to the next question that I had, because to your point, you know, training, retaining talent, attracting the right talent. And, you know, as my vertical is highly regulated with banking, ensuring that we have the technology in place in doing that. As we look at the next frontier of the future to work, and of course, you've you know, you've established the tenants of the three pillars is already. Do you see trends generally past that, that you feel we we need to double click on to develop employees remotely? And of course, create an environment of engagement, especially as Professor Mulliken alluded to, you know, the, the, the individuals and employees that are starting in their career will need another level of engagement for social interaction and also at any level of their careers when you're new to a company that interaction to feel as part of that company and that family so a pretty big question of, of a few things but i'll summarize it emerging techniques or trends that you're seeing successful that we need especially when developing employees remotely
2: well, is when we are in the in the office, the engagement is definitely uh, it happens by itself, right? When you are walking mm-hmm. in the corridors, grabbing a coffee, you basically talk with with a with a colleague of yours, and you start engaging in the morning. When you are working in a remote environment, the engagement has really to be intentional. You need to create those touch points for the employees to communicate. Uh, a couple of things, uh, obviously, have been developed by several companies. Um, and I, I see uh, a couple of good practices, to be honest with you. One uh, is uh, 24-7 uh, interaction with the company. So in the mm-hmm. past, we used to go to the cabinets to get some uh, support, administrative support, help support. Today, companies are creating channels where they can connect with employees 24-7. Then, the sense of community. Uh, this was uh, defined by, by the fact you were in the office. You create your own groups um, of connections. Companies that make a significant investment in creating uh, uh, social uh, networks where the employees can interact between themselves. If you think uh, we are in a, in a home uh, environment uh, for two years and a half, their employees never saw their peers in person, never went to the office. There was a huge investment from the companies to create mechanisms where the people can interact between themselves. Because at the end of the day, uh, work is also about, about family, about relations. It is uh, a strong component for you to be in the company. It's a strong retaining component. And this uh, has been uh, growing across uh, companies, creating employee communities um, amongst others, but those will be for sure the, the top uh, top ones that have been developed by, by companies and I see over the last two years. It really created that sense of community and make mm-hmm. sure that we are uh, much more connected as company with employees 24 seven and paying more attention to the sentiment of the employees.
1: Yeah, anything, I see you nodding, Professor Milliken, something you wanna add to that or, or defer from as well, of course.
0: Well, one of the things I love that Fabio said that I've been thinking about myself is that um, managers need to be much more intentional Mm -hmm. about managing employees while working remotely. And that includes things like making sure to have one-on-one check-ins or meetings with employees so that they feel connected. Um, But also there's been some interesting research about how people's work networks have um, gotten smaller over the course of working remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, versus when they worked in the office. And people are interacting more with people that they're working on project teams with and less with people who they're not on project teams with. But oftentimes creativity comes from interacting with people who you don't necessarily work with on a daily basis. And so I think companies need to think about how do you connect people who might not necessarily be on the same project team in order to get um, knowledge sharing and collaboration and innovation. Um, so this is something that I think companies um, need to think a lot about because before maybe some of these random interactions occurred at the water cooler or at the lunch room or um, in a bar after work, but now they're not necessarily occurring so, um, so easily. And so managers need to think about like, how do you do that? Like, how, who, who is it that you want um, someone to learn from, and how do you create that connection for people?
1: The, the, I the agree. Topic, and if you
2: allow me, Manta, uh, I remember having a, a very nice dinner with a friend of, of ours, and he was asking exactly this question, uh, creativity, you did not feel the creativity went down when we moved to home? And I said, no, completely the opposite. Today, I remember the old days where we were logged in a in extension in a physical phone or phone to get in a conference call to someone on the other side of the ocean. Today it is much easier. Everyone is a click away. If you need any question about any specific topic, you just go directly in the collaborative tool you have in your organization and you jump directly. But it it's up to the companies to create this environment, this DNA where people is part of the same organization, is putting down the geographic barriers we used to have in the past. And this is where companies need really to invest, removing the geographic barriers. When we can make this in our organizations, the impact is so, so, so huge. And to be honest with you, I feel this every day.
1: I agree. I mean, I joined Teleperformance right at the start of the pandemic. And one of the reasons, key reasons I joined, one was because Teleperformance is already ahead of the game for, you know, I had a commute of over two hours in the past. So, you know, it was, this was much better. and the first year, year and a half, I was on virtual Zooms with everybody. But when I met Fabio, as an example in person, it did not feel that I hadn't met him before. And that's, you know, the power of technology. And I think, Professor Milliken, what you described on diversity earlier as well, wherein women are looking for more diverse environments. Generally, employees are looking for that as well. That's another avenue as we continue to stay in a hybrid or work at home environment where people find their passion in the diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts amongst many others. And that's another avenue wherein that's a community in itself, right? That of friendships that you're gonna make and where the creativity will be necessitated. And it's it takes it out of the day-to-day of work, which makes it very exciting. So I'm gonna shift it to, to my last question, or I have like a couple more, but I'm, I know we're probably gonna run out of time. Um, So this one is for Professor Milliken. There are many terms regarding the future of work, right? From great resignation, from great reshuffle, approaching 2023, there is a new awakening regarding what comes next in the future. What are the critical topics regarding the future of work?
0: Um, Well, we did some interviews with knowledge workers and we asked them questions about how they compared their current feelings about remote work to their past feelings about working in the office and what they came to realize about working in the office and one of the things that we were struck by um, there are several themes and one of the themes that we were struck by is how people talked about how they now realize that working in the office when they were working in the office they were less productive and the reason why was because offices are often um, filled with distractions and interruptions. And they felt that they didn't have the ability to concentrate and focus as much on their work. And they feel much more productive working from home than they were working from the office, which is an interesting thing people now have the capacity to compare um, people who switched from working in the office to working remotely. Um, And they recognized actually that they prefer working from home in part because of the fewer distractions and interruptions. Of course, that was not the case when um, children were not able to go to school and uh, Mm -hmm. parents were very interrupted by by their children at home. Um, but now that children are back in school, um, this recognition is something that people talked about. Another theme that people talked about was um, how they have come to enjoy some new ways of combining their work and non-work lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the past, we used to have to commute to an office, as Fabio said, at least now, most people, an hour a day or so. Um, and then you worked from nine to five, and then you maybe went out for a drink or something, and then you came home to your family. But now in this new world, we get to combine work and non-work in some interesting and very novel ways. Like for example, you could go walk your dog in the middle of the day, or you know, you could uh, pick up your children from school and then go back to work later. So people are really appreciating um, and grateful for some of the ways that they feel like their work-life balance has actually been improved um, by working remotely. So those are two things I would I would mention in particular. There are others, but I leave that for another time.
1: I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate the fluidity of the workplace as you described it as well, right? And and the Venn diagram of things coming together, but allowing fluidity and where work is a component of life and part of the experience versus compartmentalizing work away from right. the rest of your life, which ultimately brings the best of the talent forward when you think about work in that way versus compartmentalizing work from home. Fabio, anything in addition you want to add to that question or I'll pivot to another one.
2: No, I'll just uh, finish with something with, with, uh, food for thought, to be honest, uh, Amanda, if we think we transition from office to remote in a matter of weeks, majority of organizations during the pandemic we think today uh, we talked about several other points. People prefer to work from remote. And if we think in all the benefits it brings, um, and if we look at uh, is ahead of us, the current atmosphere we are living, um, COVID-19 was for me just a wake-up call um, for the majority of organizations to think about the role of the office. Because for me, uh, work at home uh, will address the specific problems we are having right now and we will have in the future. So before the pandemic was definitely how much companies choose to have work at home. Now, for me, the question is different, is how much remote work companies need to adopt to be competitive and to keep retaining talent.
1: I appreciate that, Fabio. Any closing remarks from you, Professor Milliken?
0: Well, I would second what Fabio just said. I think this is, you know, this is obviously a sea change for most companies um, in the transition to work from home. Uh, my hope is that we will take this opportunity to rethink how we, uh, how we work and how we design uh, workplaces and, and jobs. Um, to me, this is an enormous opportunity and I hope we take advantage of it. And I really appreciate you asking me to join this call today. I've enjoyed this conversation.
1: I've appreciated both of you um, trailblazers and how we pivot Uh, personally, selfishly, I hope work from home remains. I absolutely love it. And my productivity level has you leapfrogged ahead. So that's where my vote is. Of course there's, you know, arguments otherwise. And I think the next year or two is going to be telling of what future looks like. I think the employees have spoken through the data that you've shared as well. And it's time for employers beyond of uh, across to say, all right, how do we make this work? How do we engage a multitude of talent as well from a diversity perspective of those that are raising their hand and saying, I could stay in the workplace longer if there was more optionality for me and if I had that fluidity as you alluded to as well. So I hear technology, I hear fluidity, I hear focus on talent and culture as the pillars and the tenants of work at home and quite honestly, the right workplace that makes it a fun place to work and i appreciate both of you thank you so much
2: thank you was a pleasure have a nice day
1: thank you what about you how did you like it
0: go ahead and share this podcast see you later teleperformance on
1: spotify feel the connection